Hey, this is Christina. And this is Deidre. And we are Bagels and Plantains. Yes, we are. Okay, we wanted to get this off right away um, because we realized we were talking and dropping gems uh, before hitting record. So here we are. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so we wanted to take this um, podcast as like, uh, time for you guys to get to know us a little bit better, see what we're getting into. Like we had the intro, you know, a little bit about our, our style, our flavor, what we're trying to bring. We wanted to talk about like what we're excited about, what we're like diving into, what's up. So um, yesterday I sent over Christina this podcast that I listened to that I actually got as a recommendation from a coworker. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll listen to this. I'll put it into my rotation. All of the podcasts I listen to right now are on break. So let me get into it. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Like, I knew what I was getting into. So it's a podcast by Seen on the Radio. Um, and this podcast, this season, is actually a season that was a past season. And it talks about seeing white, which yeah. is an exploration on, like, the construct of race, how it came to be. And really a deep dive into whiteness, yeah, which is so interesting because I don't think we've ever, like we don't think of whiteness or being white as something we have to study because it's the norm. So I think this like deeper dive is so interesting that like it, it kind of blew my mind that like we're actually talking about like what does it mean to be white, period. Um, so I listened to maybe like four episodes. I actually listened to like the fourth episode Twice, because I was like, I need to, like, I was at work. I was distracted. I was like, I need to get into this. I need to really sit in my emotions, into this knowledge, et cetera, et cetera. And so I sent it to Christina. Segway, you'd be a great producer, because you just picked this episode, like, oh, this is a synopsis of this whole <laughs> thing. And I was like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, I must listen to all parts. And then I realized there were 16 parts. They're mad parts. So you got to, like, really buckle up. Like, it's not going to be a sprint. It's a marathon. <laughs> And it's an emotional marathon because, like, I mean, I'm episode five and I'm just like looking at all the white people around me, like, mm hmm, whack. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? I honestly, listening to it now, like, how I was telling you, I was like, I just didn't also didn't convey like how much calmer it almost made me feel mm -hmm. because there's some, there is such power and a, having the education yes. and having the language around ways that you feel. Mm -hmm. But it was like a light bulb went on. I was like, I've been saying this forever. Right. It's like, oh, so I'm not stupid. But I didn't have the crazy. education. It was just an observation that I was like, nah, I know. I know that. So I basically, I went to a, I don't know how it even got there. But this is all encompassing that you, we were making this episode um, or episodes. We'll see how long this goes. Mm -hmm. It may be a part one and a part two. How what we're getting into, what we're obsessed with, and hopefully we get into the self care proponent. Right. So part of my self care this weekend, um, I went to this amazing dinner party with a predominantly group of no, they were all women of color. Nice. So they were black and Latinas, um, or Hispanics, whatever. That's another issue we'll oh, get we, into. We could, yeah, we could dive into but that one. But it got it got there. I mean, it's a, this is America, mm -hmm. and it goes to race real quick. Um, and just our experience. If you're sharing your experience about, so basically, it was like a val, it was like a Galentine's 
Oh, nice. Mastermind type dinner. Okay. Type of thing. I saw a little bit of on your Instagram. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to shout her out. This is lovely. Um, And so we were just going around our experiences from motherhood to sex to business, all that. And, you know, as soon as the second glass of wine hit, (laughs) (laughs) it became a party. Activist Christina (laughs) came out. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? Honestly, white is not even a culture. We need to stop comparing about how we're doing things, how we're gonna, how we're, how we're setting up our businesses, how we're setting up how we work as a community and move as a community, and stop comparing it to white. White is not a culture. White, white culture is literally white culture. I'm not talking about Irish culture. I'm not talking about German culture because those are actual places in which there is culture, and they're totally deviated from what this white culture is, which seems to actually be deemed. And really only hot like that mm-hmm. in America. Okay. And this podcast, like, it's so funny that I sent that to you after you had this experience. Because I feel like I saw that and I didn't really know the nuances to the the Galentine's meetup. Um, but when I really started listening to this, I was like, so, like, it's just a fake construct that is meant to oppress and, like, preserve power. Yes. And so it's not even, and it's not new. Like, this is like... No. centuries old no but it really didn't pop off until it got to america and then they were like oh we can and use it really this? didn't pop off okay scientifically mm-hmm. it didn't really pop off until like the 1930s oh no that's 1920s, when it got hot and that's when it got hot they were like okay um we need to try to get science on our side and then they were like science doesn't work <laughs> so science is not on our side um so anyway i was just explaining that to them like there is no, I mean, there is, white culture is racism, right? Mm-hmm. Black culture is a response to racism. Yes. There is no, <laughs> again, these are constructs. And I just felt like up until recently, like I didn't feel sad listening to it. I just felt like, uh, I felt empowered. And it's I'm weird. because like I knew it all along. I was like talking to a couple <laughs> friends of mine. It was like, this sounds depressing. And I was like, honestly, it, no, it doesn't. I think yes, from a, from a vacuum, this whole scenario and what the basis of like the podcast is, the basis of the podcast is seemingly depressing. But listening to it, I was like, yes, absolutely. And I think it also just made me feel a lot better because like they clearly have a lot of experts in this. Like this is a very well curated podcast. Um, they have a female professor who wrote the book The History of Whiteness which I need to dive into yeah. and she's a white woman and you can hear a little bit of her lectures throughout Yeah. Um, and so like she's talking about it from a perspective of like I'm white I'm a woman and yeah. I know that this is something that only benefits me and it was made because it was only made to benefit me right. um, oh I yeah she name. was schooling like she was schooling those I people. was like oh y'all are not playing you're not playing she's games like, are we um, what is her? I gotta get her name. No, we're gonna get in there. We gotta be because um, I have an academic crush now. <laughs> with um, there's another guy who with was at co- Clemson at with the time. His cohort. Yeah, and is now at Rutgers. Uh, I was like, uh, I gotta take that class. Jerry Kumanike, mm-hmm. which I was like, oh, girl, you could say his name. <laughs> I mean, I hope that's how it is. Um, and which, oh, <laughs> by the way, the host of this scene on radio. Um, is a white male. He happens to be white. He happens to be white. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's very cognizant of how he shows up in the world and how people of color show up in the world. Mm-hmm. And oh, oh, I almost gave him a little play. Sorry. <laughs> yes, Chenjari Kuman. Yeah, 
Yika, I think. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm working I'm on. I'm working on it, guys. Your name, but we're gonna we're gonna get there. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Oh, um, they have a Made in America. I re- oh, I read that three. So basically, the name of the episode that put us on is "On Crazy We Built a Nation," which I mean, and on crazy we continue. <laughs> but right, like you got to understand, like if you have a a almost like a shaky, ridiculous foundation, yeah, how can you build anything substantial? On that, like you are not gonna build like a house on beach sand by the coast because you know that's not gonna hold up, right? And so it's almost like, and I think he mentions this, or it's mentioned in the podcast that like we almost are kind of like forgetting intellectually what happened just to be able to keep going forward because if we really sit down and acknowledge that like yes, this was a real fucked up way of starting a country, yes, that this construct of race was legitimately only made to preserve power, to preserve money. And to really just build wealth for certain people, then we'd have to like go back to the beginning and really start over. Like they'd go into the, right. the Declaration of Independence and the fact that they're like, you know, all men are created equal or all men are supposed to be free. And they were like, but like the only people who were counted in that were white men from England. Yes. The Anglo Saxons. The Anglo, yes. And because, the Saxonist theories. Um until like the 189 early 1900s um white did not include people from Ireland nope from Italy nope um from the Slavic nations nope fun In fact, fact they were seen as inferior fun fact slavic actually means slave people yes so we we go into that they go into this whole thing about the construct of like basically everyone's just trying to preserve or get into the white club, right? That's basically at the at the, at the culmination of it all. Mm. But it's like, do you want to be in that crazy club, though? And so uh, that was that was the formation of it all. It was like, you do understand that we would be forming. Do you really want to form a community in which you are mirroring that or trying to be included in that? Because at the end of the day, you, that is a culture that's built on on grasping and grabbing and hoarding success by stepping on the necks and backs of other people for and no legitimate for reason. no legitimate reason other than that this is mine yeah mine mine mine, mine. Oh, i got it first <laughs> like a child it's like a child um there's the woman who um the professor her name is nell urban painter nell um urban painter. and she is the author of the history of white people which i will delve into just because i was like oh i don't know i just felt like my whole like even my shoulders, like just like dropped. I was like, yeah. All those things you're, t- and you're not taught this in school, right? So I can't. Which is a tragedy. Which is a tragedy, but yet it's so funny how you still somewhat know, right? You're like, hey, why is this so sugar coated? Like we know the fucked up shit that happened. But let's not talk about that. Let's but go no forward. One's, no one's we, gonna. Where's the how? I'm very forward. confused about how the how how this all went down. That's not important. Um, that's and not, I, that's not and I hope he, I hope he gets even deeper into the whole slave trade situation because again, it wasn't just black slaves. Um, there were it, it was Asian, indentured servitude. Yeah, indentured servitude. There, there were white. Some of these like the Irish. The yeah, Celtic. on the way. They uh, on the way. Let's pick up. They you were know? like they Uber pooled. They lift pooled over the over the. The Atlantic. <laughs> the Atlantic. They were like, mm, you're inferior too? Come on, Come get on. up on this boat. We're going to bring this out. 
But like, um, I'm yeah. telling you right now, if you're ever interested in just like knowing American history from and it's beautifully curated, like an anthropological lens, you need to dive into this. Like I. I'm so glad that that was recommended to me. I don't think the person who recommended it to me knew the effect that it would have yeah. on me. But like, I can't, now I can't, I can't go back to unknowing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just, it's a further validation that like, yes, race is fake. We all look different. It wasn't a construct that was beneficial until it needed to be. Right. Like it was always like self versus other, but the other didn't have a race. It didn't have a gender. It was like regional. It was like, oh, we're the Greek. If you're not Greek, we don't really mess with you. Oh, you're from Mali. If you're not from Mali, we don't really mess with you. Right. Um, which also makes you think about oh, slavery. Oh, the DNA part? Oh, yes. It makes you think about like slavery from a different perspective. That was like, crazy. Oh, I can see why like white people enslaved other white people. I can see why black people enslaved other black people. You can see that because you're like, oh, it wasn't about yeah, that's anything class other than point. like, that's class. it's me versus you. That's a class system. And it's almost like, whoever you are, I don't care who you are, you could be Tom, Dick, right. Carrie, Shaniqua, Rosario, whoever you are, you're not me. <laughs> so let's like, that's oh, it. Oh, man. Yeah, and I was like, you know, I was, each person they mentioned in history, I was like, Wikipedia. No, it's, and it's it's almost like you're like, Pause. Mm, let me read about this. Look at this revisionist boy. history, though. Look at this fuck boy. Mm. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny that that, so to me, right, that's what I'm getting into. Um, especially since I'm, since we're launching the podcast, mm-hmm. I want to be as educated and as confident in what I'm saying mm-hmm. as humanly possible. I just don't want to hate on people for the sake of hating on people. Um, and I would like to educate people along the way. Like, I don't want to, I don't want us to be just this podcast that complains and has no education behind it or has no context for change Mm -hmm. you know um and like why we especially for me i i've been going this is what i've been getting into and what i've been so so adamant about lately is because i'm i've been getting a lot of whether conscious or or unconscious like why is this, why is inclusivity or diversity or, you know, Black Lives Matter so important to me because I'm not black, mm-hmm. right? I've been getting a lot of that. And I was like, are you smoking crack? <laughs> and that's like, that's not a good enough answer. Are you smoking crack? You know what I mean? That's not enough. It's not? I it's feel not, like it could be. Yeah, right? Are you like, are you stupid? Are you Walks stupid? Away. Um, and so that was like another, that was another point. It was like, but American culture is nothing shy of black and indigenous culture. Mm-hmm. Like they, the, America doesn't have a culture. Mm-mm. There is no like pinpoint characteristic of being an American other than black music, black Culture, <laughs> just in general, black, and the American black flag. culture, <laughs> and the American flag. Would you already know? Anyone hoisting an American flag is racist. <laughs> <laughs> so right away, and just, just knowing that there's a common theme, and that I'm not crazy, and I have the education for it, you know. And I just, I think in finding myself, it's a lot. It's almost like a process of elimination, mm. right? I don't know exactly who I am. But I'm going to dive into all this education that's out there 
to pinpoint where I belong. You know, I saw a little snippet of um you watch Red Table or Red Talk? Yeah, I haven't I haven't caught up with but I, Jada Pickett Smith mm-hmm, and her and daughter and all of them. Mm-hmm. She has um they recently had Rachel Cargill, mm, um, yeah, who's yeah. a writer. Um, she she's writes for Harper right? Bazaar. Yeah, she's a professor. Mm-hmm. I think she does both. I think she's taking classes and she's either an adjunct type professor oh. at Columbia. That's dope. I definitely. She lives in Brooklyn. Columbia, yeah. She's got like a brick stone wall. I see her on Instagram live. I'm like, you're so lucky. Um, <laughs> and so she's on there. They have a Latina. Um, and Jada Pickett Smith raised an important question, although they didn't get to it. It was just a snippet. And so she raised a question to this actress um, who's slipping my mind, uh, but she was in Grey's Anatomy, I feel like. Oh, she's also in um, that telenovela that I dove into recently, Jane the Virgin. She plays a character on Jane the Virgin. She does? Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, because, you know, they only... (laughs) White people could play anybody, but Spanish people could only play (laughs) Spanish people. Um, Anyway, or Latin people, excuse me. I just went into that construct as well. All right, anywho. And so she raised that to her. Like, where do where do Lat, where do Latinos feel like they fall in this black mm. and white fight? Where and she was like, oh no, she was like, there's clearly racism in our because that's how it works. Yeah, there are people, and that's how they do. So you can fight for their cause or not be against it. When you fill out the census, mm. when I fill out the census as a Puerto Rican woman, it clearly tells me that I'm supposed to check Caucasian. Yeah, you're white or black, unless. I'm Afro-Latino, unless I, I, I identify as a black Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And I was so confused when that came along because I was like, I've never been treated like I was white. Mm. I've never had that white privilege mm-hmm. that I can think of unless I've completely ignored it. Someone tell me I didn't get a memo. Maybe I threw out the mail. <laughs> I didn't get a memo. <laughs> so I didn't get like, oh, no, girl, you're right. And I was like, oh, no, I never Am got I? that. And I never truly felt that way. Like, I guess maybe because I didn't see the privilege. I, I mean, I understood the privilege, but I was like, eh, is it worth it? <laughs> right, right. Eh, is it worth it? I don't know. And I just never, I was like, but that means I can't be with these people. And I like these people a lot. Everything I love about being alive, I feel like has been created by these people. <laughs> and therefore, I'm down. And I'm not saying that, oh, because they entertain me. That's why I'm with it. I just... I just think people are people, and I just find it so offensive and weird that we'd be willing to oppress and and obsess over a culture of people that have done nothing but contribute. It's like, what is wrong with you? It's like, interesting. Truly, what is wrong with you? And when he said that in the podcast, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Let me know. Or what's wrong with your peoples? Yeah. Get your man. <laughs> Get your man. <laughs> explain to them um, or explain to me why that happens. But you know what's also funny? Like, so that's I what remember, I've been getting into. <laughs> um, there's another podcast that I, I listen to frequently, Code Switch, which is an NPR podcast. Um, which I just learned what that meant. Oh, yeah. Because do I've been doing time. it my whole life, right? That's what we do. You know who put me on? Who? Refinery <laughs> Twenty nine. <laughs> Shout out to Refinery Unbothered. Twenty Nine. Unbothered. Unbothered. Refinery yes. Twenty Nine. The... Which I actually got to go to their little setup. They're like oh. a legit thing. They got like five floors and building in Manhattan. Like they're a real thing. Okay. Shout out to Refinery Twenty Nine. I thought it was a bunch of people like in Unbothered. a room. I see. Come. You know, yeah. that's not true. <laughs> Are they, they legit? It's real news. It's real. News. <laughs> it's... 
sad that we have to do that. It's um, real. It's real news, guys. But yeah, this podcast talks about the census, and because there's a whole lot of stuff going on with the census this year, um, in the coming years, because you know the census, the person who oversaw the census like retired, and then there was no replacement, and then they're trying to like put immigration status on a census, which it hasn't had in oh, many many years. That seems like to, a trick. It, exactly. Like, am I really gonna put that I'm not a, a U.S. citizen? Absolutely not. I'm gonna lie to you. I'm, I'm gonna draw an American flag. You're just gonna literally. Avoid the question. Can we upload a GIF on this? Or you're not going to, like, fill it out. But they talk about how, like, the construct of, like, Hispanic as an ethnicity came about. And it's a very recent phenomenon. Like, maybe the 60s it's or 70s. Like not a thing. It's brand new. And it's mostly because it's the population of people who were identified as Hispanic was becoming so large that it was going to overtake... The white population. And so they was like, how do we... Split this up. ...figure out how to manage this situation? And they're like, got it. Asian has never been ethnicity. Black has never been ethnicity. White has never been ethnicity. But you know what? We need to put in Hispanic because then you have to classify into a different race. So you can't be just Hispanic or Latino or Latina. You have to be just something else. All in its own. So are you white Hispanic? Or are you black Hispanic? Mm-hmm. Which then causes like a divide that already has existed within any kind of like ethnic community about colorism. Which doesn't just puts that to follow light. any rule. Because isn't there a one drop rule? I mean, there is. I've got more than one. I've got a lot more drops. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, how do you, do you just, what you look like? I look in the mirror, mm, you know, it's winter time. I'm a little pale right now. I think I could be white. Yeah, I'm from New York. I'm pale all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, Go it's so interesting how, and I psychologically, I understand like the human brain has to classify things, right? Yeah, Just they to need to label. Sense. Or do but, they? Actually, they say it doesn't. That's true. It's taught. It's a complete construct that we can't get rid of. But like, how do you? It's almost like we are so far in that we're like, are we gonna act? It's take like the when time you stand online for something and, and you don't do even want it anymore, right. but you're like. Oh, I've already stood here for 20 gonna, minutes. You're not going to go back now. This better be awesome. Right. And then it's not. Or it is. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, at the time, you're so like fatigued from waiting. <laughs> that you're just like, What am I here oh, for? Whatever. What was I here for? I just find it completely fascinating. So I've been educating myself that. Rachel Cargo also has um, Black History Month. Um, I've been doing the days. So mm. each day you learn something new about like, you know, the black history you were never taught. Right. <laughs> and so and there's so much of it. And there is so much of it. And it's so fascinating. And it's like, I don't feel that. And that's another thing that I think that'll that'll help us drop into self-care. This. Maybe that was our time is up. That was a great. <laughs> Can we get a taxi button? <laughs> I'm holla at Josh when we see him. You guys got taxi buttons? It's hilarious. That could be our segue. <laughs> um... <laughs> I think ah, that shit just blew me out. Blew, blew me. I don't remember what I was <laughs> saying. Oh, into the self care thing. Like another thing. Like not talking about things because they depress us. I think this whole self care movement has now made it seem like it's completely inappropriate to have any other feeling but positive or happy. And I think mm. that is going to attribute. To more mental illness. Oh, complete. I mean, it's already like we always talk about how like social media has like contributed to a lot more depression because you know everybody gets the highlight reel on social media. You're not getting like the real what people are doing, how they're feeling, like what they're going through. Yeah, I feel like there isn't 
there's only one acceptable emotion, right? And it's happiness. Like, it's not even mm-hmm. just regular happiness. It's like a constant state of joy and elation. But, like, that's not sustainable. Like, for the most part, I'm kind of, like, even-keeled. Like, I'm middle of the road. Like, I'm not, like, overly joyful. I'm not depressed. I'm kind of just, like, hanging out. And I experience emotions depending on what's going on in my day-to-day. Right. But I think that, I mean, and it goes to, like, not even just, like, a, a racial, ethnic lens. It also goes to a gendered re- a lens because, like, if you're a man, you're, you can be angry. Right. right. And it'll be acceptable for you to be angry, but then you can't be sad. Or if you're a woman, you can't necessarily be angry, especially if you're of a certain ethnicity or racial group. Nah. Like, and caught out there like but that. But then you also can't be sad. So now you have to be in this perfect, like, middle of, like, I'm always happy, everything's always perfect. And no, it's not always perfect. Like, do you see what's going on? Like, in this day and age, like, it's, un- it's, it's unrealistic, it's impossible to right. always be happy. And I think that if we don't, as a community as a city as a country as a world except that like yes life has ups and downs and you don't always have to be in a state of elation yeah then yes it's going to continue to contribute to like suicides which like the suicides rates they've said that for specifically younger populations has increased tremendously over the past 15 20 years i mean that's a huge issue we're not talking about the fact that like we're now hiding mental illnesses until like it comes to a head and now we're either right. using or abusing drugs or using or abusing sex or using or abusing money right. in like negative ways that like it's just only further putting us behind or putting people like in a more negative mood right. or in a more negative position. And I think that even the concept of self-care almost seems like it's for certain people. Like if I'm yeah. wealthy, I deserve self-care, Right. Because then I can go and get this massage or I can go and get this like this retreat or I can go and afford to like not have this quiet time or like I can have the space or the time to meditate. Mm -hmm. So it's like you have to be able to afford time, space, energy in order to like really, really care for yourself. But we're not talking about the the fact that like self-care can be as simple as like, you know what, I'm not going to look at the news today. Maybe I'm going to shut off the social media because you know what, I'm not in a headspace that I... I don't want to ingest all the fakeness that social media might give me. Right. I'm just going to take a break. Or like maybe I'm going to leave work early because I just, I can't. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I need to like really reframe the direction of my life because like this is contributing to me in such a negative way that it's taking away from who I am and who I want to be. Right. Um, So, I mean, it's interesting. Like I, I, when I think of self-care, to be really honest with you, I have like different ways of self-care. Like there's the, mental energy, there's an emotional energy, there's a physical energy, right? In which I try to preserve the energy to do the things that I want to do um, yeah. or the things that I like to do. And so it doesn't mean like I always have to be happy or I always have to be relaxed because like, let's be real, we live in New York City. Like it's, I mean, I walk out my door, there's taxis honking their horns, I get on the train, it's delayed. There's always going to be some sort of always emotion something. that's going to like make me either feel like really happy, really sad, really angry, really annoyed. It's always going to be something. Yeah. But I think when we think of mental health and self-care, we have to think about it as like, we don't always have to be like, oh my God, life is amazing. Like life could be good and that's fine. Life could be decent. Mm-hmm. Like life, could, I, I could just be on a come up. And whose standards, whose standards are these? You know, I had to mm-hmm. catch myself there because in another like way, I also feel like self-care is almost only pocketed as like this. I just think of like spas and eucalyptus plants and 
all these things. But to me, self-care is doing what I want to do when I want to do it mm-hmm. and as much of it as I want to do. Yeah. So, like, I find for me, and everybody's different. Some people would find my life exhausting mm-hmm. and what, everything that I want to do exhausting. I, on the other hand, the busier, the better. Mm-hmm. I just love it. It's how I thrive. I actually don't do well in lulls. Mm-hmm. I don't become like brain dead. <laughs> I can't. I, this does not work for me. It could be it could be the environment I've been grown up I've grown up in. It could be it's just who I am. It's what I like. Right. And so people right away like you need a break or you need this. Like sometimes I don't find getting my nails done fun. I don't. Yeah. It's a waste of my time. Money. This is not how I want to spend my time nor my money. You know, sometimes it makes sense, but all the time, uh yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, self care doesn't have to be an indulgence. No, it could just be protecting yourself. Sometimes, you know I mean? self care to me is educating myself about things that maybe not everybody wants to educate. Henceforth, yeah, race issue or women's rights or just anything or the, just the news, seeing how people are treated. Sometimes a good cry, a good. Not and sometimes it doesn't, of, and it doesn't. It's a release of emotion. Release of emotion. It's not even like a sad or a depressed or a, you know. Sometimes it's happy. Sometimes I see commercials about like happy things and I'm like, that's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Where before, again, back to that, it was just like, ah, what are you crying about? Right. Remember when you were little? Like, <laughs> why am I saying remember like I was little? Like everybody got beat. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> you want something to cry about? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even touch you yet. <laughs> it killed me. Yeah, like, the fear kids made me cry. Yeah, like <laughs> the shame, the shame you're giving me right now. I actually would ma- much rather get hit so I can go live my Yo, life. Sometimes the psychological effects. No, my mom was like, oh god, god. she, but she was smart. Shout, not, out to, shout out to moms of color. Who, she like, scared me could straight. Do a look, she and, scared like, me straight. The fear of ten thousand armies. <laughs> she scared me straight. I was way. I was definitely a much better person as a teenager <laughs> than I am now. I have no one to, <laughs> no one to beat on me, and so I'm confused. Um, and so I self sabotage myself. Uh, it's true. It's true. That's what happens. Your parents aren't there to kick your ass, and then you kick your your own ass for you. Mm-hmm. So just recognizing that, maybe recognizing like, oh, maybe I'm still cranky because I'm fucking hungry. And this fucking quinoa bowl ain't cutting it right now. <laughs> Give me the bread. Maybe self-care is eating some pizza. <laughs> you know, I just feel Within like it's reason. whatever you want to do. Nah, I'm not saying eat a whole pie. I mean, you could eat the whole pie, but not everything. But day. recognizing that, <laughs> like taking note to me, I think is also self-care. Noticing mm-hmm. how I feel after I eat a whole bunch of stuff and how unproductive I am. And yep. knowing that productive makes me happy mm-hmm. is being a total slob right yeah. now. Total slob. Even calling that a slob. Eating something that is not going to produce things that are of <laughs> any goodwill. Like, in, in my learnings, again, back to this, I was reading about the whole Black Panther movement, right? Which they're going to make a movie about. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw that. You know, who, you know who's producing it? That kid that came to MS. Yes. Oh, um, Macro. Macro, yes. I was Yes. I saw that and I was like, slow clap. Yeah, I was lit. I was like, oh, follow you on the gram, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was already following on him on the gram because once I get my life together, I need him to help me with the script life. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I was just reading about that, and it was just like they have a whole, they, man, it was just a beautiful movement. And the melanated, the unmelanated people. 
whatever you want to call them. Um, they found a way to to get into their heads and like break, disband and break it all up. And those people were dumb young. I didn't know this guy nah, was seventeen like, years yeah, old. No, they weren't. Like, I thought those was like a bunch of midlife nah, crisis. Nobody was thirty. Midlife crisis woke no. up. I know what was up. They're not like us who are like, oh, we hip to game now. They were like, nah, we've been hip to game. We came out the. They didn't have like as this. many distractions as we do now. That's also factual. Yeah, they didn't have any. This all these constructs. The Grammys. The this. The that. And that's what gets me a little confused, right? Because. Also, a part of self-care is unplugging, but in the same token, every time I try to unplug, I'm like, this is the man trying to distract <laughs> me. <laughs> and so that was part of it, right? That that So they had a, a pledge, like we have a pledge at school. They had their own pledge. And so basically the children would say this pledge, and it was about like not putting anything in your body and your mind that didn't help the betterment of yourself or the community. So that was no processed food. That was mm-hmm. no alcohol. That was no drugs. Yep. Um, that was no, you know, rhetoric that went against, you know, it was uplifting your community. It wasn't like this violent, I don't know, thing that people try to paint it. Because they didn't get violent until people started getting violent with them. Mm-hmm. And then when their leader got locked up, they got a, a, their own uh, defense, security defense. You know, they mapped it out just like a government, mm-hmm. you know. And so the government, whenever someone is about to buck the system, government finds a way to infiltrate and do crazy stuff. But but it's, it's not even because, you know, it's, it's weird. And I realize now that words are so powerful and, and this media is, what I'm is so powerful about. because you throw around something like radical, like all the time you always hear radical militants. Right. Whenever you hear about the black power movement and you're sitting here like, huh, if it's radical and it's militant, then it can't be good. When you think of militant, you're thinking of like, but our military communism. is heroes. You're thinking of like all of the oppressors of like the Eastern world or like for Cuba. Like you're, you have all these negative connotations yeah. of radical and militant. That like once you put those labels onto thing, it automatically like negates anything good that could be coming out right, of that, right, right? Right. And so it could be something as simple as like, you know, when you guys are reporting on this uh, this um gathering mm-hmm. that's happening in you know in the Bay Area, make sure you use the word militant. You know, make sure you use the word radicalized. Make sure you use the word disruptive. Right. Yeah. And so now it becomes. Not just a simple peaceful gathering of people who want to empower themselves and like want to better themselves. Mm-hmm. It becomes something that becomes anti-America, right? Or anti-white, or anti whatever the norm it's is. Even more subtle than that, mm-hmm. just saying like instead of as, or mm-hmm. like painting like. That's why I'm so fired up about just getting this writing thing and this marketing thing down because that's all it is. It's all about messaging and it's all about words. And when you realize how you say things and how you puzzle things around, can totally, it could be the same words in a sentence. But if you just move things around, someone's someone's a bad guy. Someone's a good mm-hmm. guy. Something was like, something was done. Something was as. And things are just brought to light. Wait till you get, wait till you get to the, uh, back to the scene on the radio. Wait till you get to the, the Dakotas. Wait till you get to the indigenous people part. Oh, that is going to blow I will your say this, mind. I will say it started with like the marriage of Pocahontas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I so was, I literally had to. Not like, John I had Smith. To, no. So, I mean, come on, Disney. I need you to stop. 
with the, you know, the, glam- the glamorizing the of such a negative story. Um, but she like, was, like was... even even in that, and that yeah. story alone was like, I was like, oh, y'all was really true to this. Like, we need to preserve this whiteness and this like power dynamic. And they were like, yeah, by any means. is not white. Like, all right. Okay. So let's but make sure we get our ancestors in there. Rich. So if you're white with a one one sixteenth, because he figured by the time that law came out, they were like, "Oh no!" By the time like, the law, yeah, we right. got grandkids here, so like, okay, we, they're gonna inherit. They're gonna all keep. This fortune. They're gonna keep. You know, ah, racially cleansing. Yeah. They're gonna keep mm-hmm. marrying white people, and then we'll be good. We're fine. Yeah. At that point, again, a construct and not a real thing, and so not a thing, and so. Just things, just things like that. I'm just really cognizant of. And I was just like, what can we do? I actually, I did a live on Instagram and then I deleted it as soon as I finished up because I was like, I'm not stupid. (laughs) I'm not stupid. I know what's going to come of this. And this had to do with the whole 21 Savage getting knocked, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. How many Germans, French people, Eastern European people here, illegally, with visas, we don't Ooh. even have to do that. They don't even have like, to. Like, I know people right now who are of Korean descent who came over here with a one way, with a, with a two way ticket and just never left. Or that. Don't have no H1, H3, I nope. don't know, HB, whatever they At call some point, they things. figured it out over the course of whatever the time it was. But, like, when they showed up here, they were like, nah, we staying. Thanks. <laughs> and that was it. Don't come for me. They also deal in cash. Also leaves less of a trail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not paying no taxes. Um, so like, I mean. So what about all that? What about all that? And it was like right when he was like finally like getting his life together. As soon as that song, A Lot, came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, the song A Lot was a little incriminating too. It's a lot. It's a, it's a, I was like, ooh. It's a lot. Because they could just play that in court and be like, should we really keep this dude here? Right? And, and like, I don't know the whole Think about, thing around it, think about it. You know, mm-hmm. like I didn't get deep. All I need to know is that somebody who came here as a child from the UK. Bruh, are we really threatened by people from the UK now? What? Should stay his ass over there. <laughs> also true. And yeah, now he's going to be all right. He got people, aka Jay Z, paying for his lawyers. So he's going to be fine. But the point of the matter is, which is that I think is another distraction, but I'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Um, Is like, why what is it it's like everything's all good until you stop serving your purpose he wasn't serving the agenda of he was no longer serving the agenda of being of putting his people down or being a negative representation or influence Mm -hmm. you know i think that's why j cole doesn't get as much which i oh his verse on that song is so (laughs) easy i can't believe i went to the same college as this man it makes me feel like he's rapping for me. <laughs> but it's like, yes, that's the only great, that's the only thing I have to show for it, is that me and J. Cole went to school at the same time. Um, but it's just amazing how, like, as soon as you flip the script a little bit, think, oh, well, um, it looks like your weasel's up, and, uh, you know, it looks like your cousin was doing some salacious shit. Uh, I don't know where his cousin, but his cousin is still in Atlanta. And <laughs> but he's just fine. Um, and it's just like I had just was going on that tangent. And then again, it had dawned on me. I was like, because white culture is, again, not a culture. 
It's not. It's not a culture. And they try to paint it as like this whole Caucasian people. Again, white people are not Caucasian. People from Caucasus or Caucasia or like Syrian people or people from Turkey. So different. So different. They're not. No, but it's a great rebrand. It's a great rebrand, <laughs> I guess. And I was like, again, not not these little weird constructs that people just keep creating. And it's not just with race. I guess that's my point. It's with everything. This 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 idea that everything must be labeled, and that's the only label for it. Love can only be heterosexual. Love can only be homosexual. Love can't just be love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Self-care is this. It's not this, but it's this. Again, another marketing scheme, so y'all could all go on Groupon and buy man massages, and, and they're trash, shows. and they're trash, because I went to an expensive massage, and it was amazing. I got. <laughs> I was like, "This is what it's supposed to feel like," um, and just those things, like just so. To me, self care is trying to understand why I'm so infatuated with labels or lack thereof, and just educating myself onto why I'm feeling how I'm feeling. Mm, I like that, and understanding where it's coming from. Like, it, it's not about me dropping mad dough to go do something yeah i think instead of saying we're self-care it's just about caring about yourself it's just caring about yourself that's all it is i think self-care is so strange and i think it sounds selfish it, i mean it's, it's because, meant to sound that way because to me caring for myself also means caring for other people i feel more alive when i'm around other people engaging in experiences and activities and having these discussions mm-hmm. you know Especially as someone like it was so nice. So my whole self care weekend was, I mean, I'm packing, which is horrible that it's not self care, mm. or it could be depending on how much you're purging. But I was just like, how can I condense my life into these four rubber mates? I'd <laughs> 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 have two people to do it for. Um, but yeah, it started out with okay, a little bit of that, and then I told myself, you know what? I, I and this this dinner, I didn't know this woman like that. I met her. I, Saw her on Instagram. Her food looked bomb. Mm-hmm. The concept looked bomb. She was so sweet. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to promote this for her. This is my sister. This is people doing big things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's simple. I it's promote easy. all day. It's food. It's food. It's Drake. And it's a good t- It's a good time. And it's coming from a great place. So I was like, yeah, I'll promote it. I'll go. Made some great connections. I met a black doula. You know what? Shout out to Black Doodles. And I've she was one. giving me life about motherhood. Yeah, I no, like, I met one, but she's based in Maryland. And I was like, damn, but you got to connect. This with one's people. in Jersey. Oh. Right over the bridge. T-neck. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right over the bridge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, I took, the, I took the train to Washington Heights and got in a lift. Because <laughs> that's where it was. It was in that area. And so I did that. I mean, I did get, I ended up, I got a massage. I got my nails done. I got my feet done. That was fun because I was... That was the part of the day. Mm-hmm. So I was going to go from Cinderella, <laughs> Cinderella, packing my boxes and cleaning the house to self-care. Part of that self-care was therapy. Shout out to therapy. Oh, it was great. Mm, did I tell you I'm about to start therapy again? Yes. Yes. Do it. Tomorrow. First Ooh. session. Yeah, no, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm right there. Same person or you got a new? Different person, yeah. Okay. We'll try this out. We'll see how, you know, we'll test the waters, see how this feels. Yeah. And I don't know why I thought therapy was going to be like this reprogramming. Like I was going to go in this thing and this person Mm-mm. was going to like hypnotize me and reprogramming. But Mm-mm. it's me just venting. It's just it's, me. Just it's a reorganization of your talking thoughts. Talking shit. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. And she's just asking questions 
to get me to go down mm-hmm. a path or not. And sometimes I don't even realize that she's doing it. And sometimes she don't just say nothing. She don't say nothing. She just be like. Yeah, no, it's 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 so funny because like I mean I love psychology and I. Oh, she just laughs at my jokes. <laughs> that makes me but feel good. All it is is like you're just leading a person into figuring out what they need to figure out. Because sometimes like all the thoughts right. in your head just swirl and you can't really make a connection. But all they do is like they ask you leading questions to kind of help to get the you to wherever you need to be. That's all that is, and it can be very helpful if you're like either overwhelmed or like you you think that things might be swirling in a way. It just helps you organize your thoughts into a more productive way to help you create right. a plan forward. Right. A hundred percent. So it's a lot more for whatever reason I thought same thing with coaching. I thought they yes. were fixing a problem. No, it's helping you fix your own problem, fix your own problem. Mm-hmm. And I was like, would you just give me the fucking answer? <laughs> <laughs> Paid you mad guap. I don't want to talk for 30 minutes to you. Um, and just having someone understand where I'm coming from. And so I hope this person does that for you. Because yeah. that's a big deal. Yeah, no, it is. Like to talk to someone and they're just like glazed over or uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, okay. Thank you. Next. Yeah. Also dropping the ball. Today I dropped the ball. I missed a call. Mm-hmm. But it was like, how many fucking calls do I have to have about the same shit? Oh my goodness. I should send you that link. There was a LinkedIn <laughs> article that was talking about like death by meetings. And the program hasn't even started yet. And I had every intention of going to it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, ooh, my food's here. <laughs> I forgot. And I totally like squirreled. And so, and I was like, I got to eat and get to this podcast, but eat enough <laughs> that I don't get sleepy and can't be productive in this podcast. Mm-hmm. And so at first I was like, oh shit, I missed it. Cause they were like, Hey, <laughs> are you going to join this call? <laughs> but I ignored the message. I didn't see what the message was. It was just, I just saw a push notification. I was like, <laughs> time to go. And then, um, and so, like, part of that was just, I wasn't going to say nothing, but I was like, apologies, I got logistics all messed up, and I actually am now on the way to where I need to go. Mm-hmm. So either someone debriefs me or I'll I'll circle back in the next one, because I don't want to waste their time. They already right. had their meeting. No one to re- needs to reiterate to yeah. me what happened unless, you know, Give there's a directive notes. for me. Give Is there a task notes. for me yeah. out of this meeting? Tell me. Great. Moving forward. Mm-hmm. But otherwise... And not beating myself up about it. Because at first yeah. I was like, oh, what lie can I think of? Yes, yes. Um. <laughs> and then I, was, then I started like spiraling. Like, oh, I, every now and then I always got some shit, <laughs> some weird <laughs> excuse for these people. And it's just like, you know what? No. Not my bad. Not my bad. I didn't, you know, I'm not a perfect human being and I couldn't make it. I chose this. Yeah. You know, that, although that, that's, a pro, that's a program or that's something that's going to better me and what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't that important. <laughs> hey, we just wrapped. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. It was pretty longer than it needed to be. Yeah. Um, so things like that. Dropping the ball and not giving a fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I think we really just need to rephrase I think self-care well, needs to, to like, be rebranded we need to re- yeah rebrand self-care but also we need to get out of the out of the the cycle of like just accepting what people give to us as face value because yes when self-care showed up it was like the hell is this self-care what is what is this self-care and you're like ooh, essential oils ooh, eucalyptus scrubs ooh, spa days ooh, candles like and you're like all the things i do don't like honestly <laughs> I gotta purchase things to right. take care of myself. No, right. and none of the things I'd like to do. Right. So I think that's that. That's that's all it is. Like, 
don't take things for face value. Right. You know what I mean? And I, that goes to, like, the scene on the radio podcast, or, like, history in school, or, like, if you're interested in something, go, like, five questions deeper. Figure out, like, what exactly is this meaning? How is this feeling? Like, what is, how does this, like, fit into, like, the larger uh, perspective, larger area? Yeah. And then it's, like, just cut through all the BS, and, like, let's get to, like, what does this mean? Is self-care all these things, or is self-care just, like, simply me taking time to do the things that I want to do? Yeah. And to cut off the distractions that like prevent me from being the best person I can be. It's not right. about like regulating your emotions so that you're always in this state of euphoria that might be drug induced because the only way you can be that up all the time is by taking some pharmaceutical drug, like or maybe some other things. But like even like this If that. There's a lot of you gotta take a lot of uppers to always be happy. <laughs> and they will burn you out. You can't sleep. Right. You like, have to come down. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. So you can't it's just what goes up must come down. <laughs> yeah. Right. So and like, also how they frame self care. Like my you know who needs you know who needs a pedicure and a manicure and some body self love? Mm-hmm. Men. Oh, absolutely. They don't get it at absolutely. all. Absolutely. We at least do it, you know, when we're about to go out with our girls. Yeah. When we feel like it, like that's a day. Why isn't that not posed to them? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know who needs a good massage? Dude who been lifting mad shit. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the UPS, the FedEx guys. That guy needs need a massage. Work out some. Man, kids. that sounds dope. You yeah. should try to figure something out. Yeah. <laughs> Love on the men's. Yeah, Valentine's Day next year. Watch out. We're going to have a pop-up. What? We're going to have a pop-up. I like this. See? Ideas. There Having ideas are self-care yeah. for me. Yeah. And following through. Or not. Yeah. Knowing when it's not time to yeah, follow through. You're like, through. you know what? This is not actually going to be in line with my vision, my mission, what yeah. I'm trying to do. Or it's just not realistic. It's mad work. I ain't got time for this. I'm going to just kill myself trying to do this. It's not even yes. going to work out. Yeah. All I right. like that. It's in my it's right here. <laughs> um what else? What else? Mm, I feel like I feel like I feel like that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. I think I've done all I can do. And knowing when knowing when you're done. Yep. That's <laughs> I keep a thinking form about self care. Because my head hurts. Song? <laughs> the hustler, you gotta know when to hold him. Know when oh. to fold them. <laughs> no, when to hold them. <laughs> no, when to fold. I feel like it's a Geico yep. commercial, but it's actually no a real song. No, when to walk away and no when to run. Like sometimes. <laughs> oh, damn. You need to know. <laughs> That's when you've been cheating. It's time. Oh, well. And then they play like a poker game, I feel like, in the commercial. Yeah. Yeah. And he keeps singing it. Everybody's mad at him. <laughs> I think it's Kenny Rogers. It is, of course. Shout out to Kenny Rogers. I don't know yet. I'm just suspicious of everyone at this point. I the mean, more I, I learn, I feel I'm, like you should be. I'm just so confused. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll go deeper into that stuff. You need to finish it. Finish it. Don't finish it, but at least get to where I'm at so we can discuss. We can, we can further dive into it. We can further dive into it. All right. And that's it. All right. All right. So we out. We'll see you next time on Bagels and Plantains. Press the button. Yes. <laughs>
finale of the of the podcast so yeah see you later guys <laughs>